Beautiful people, have you ever gotten to a place where you decided that enough was enough? Have you ever gotten to a place where you realized that the habits you fed were not helpful to you? Have you ever gotten to a place of deciding that the cycles you tolerated you didn't want you to tolerate anymore? Well, I have. And that's what we'll be talking about on today's episode of this thing called life. We'll be talking about getting to your rock bottom moment and hopefully turning your life around thereafter. My name is Neville Scott and I am your current host. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Thank you so much. Rock bottom. What does that even mean? What does the phrase rock bottom even mean? Well, I think there are a couple of definitions that could be ascribed to that. A recovery specialist, for instance, would define it as such. It is when someone given into addictions of various kinds, right, or addictions of any kind, gets to the realization that, well, the path that I'm on is not healthy for me, that if I continue driving on this path, I'm eventually going to crash right and it's such a place of powerful self-realization where you realize that when you crash you may die or you may lose more than you're willing to lose um and because of that people usually realize that they need help and they usually want to seek that help such a powerful place also such a difficult place to be at because the factors and the circumstances leading to that place are never really the best and so that is how I think a recovery specialist would define it. Being at a very difficult place where you realize that your habits, your behavior, the cycles that you're tolerating are not beneficial for you. And that if you tolerate them any further, then you're surely doomed and deciding to do better, deciding to improve your lifestyle, deciding to revise your habits with the hopes of things eventually improving once and for all but i don't think the concept of rock bottom situations is strictly limited to recovery settings i think it's very possible to experience that in your social life i think it's very possible to experience that in your relational life lives i think it's very possible to experience that in your career in your academic lives in your general life right and the definition that i personally want to ascribe to that to the meaning of encountering a rock bottom moment is getting to that place where you decide that enough is enough getting to that place where you realize that the way you're living is no longer helpful it's no longer beneficial it doesn't steer you towards the direction that you want to go it's such a powerful place to be at it's also a very difficult place to be at because as i mentioned the circumstances and factors uh, factors usually preceding that place are never really the best they're never really the most ideal it's not really a place that you want to be but it's a place that's kind of wonderful and <laughs> i do not mean it like that um I, I think it's very important how you respond to such you know being in such places when you realize that you are at the very bottom of where you thought you'd ever want to be um but your response to that your response to being at that place would make a world of difference one of my favorite um 
authors <laughs> he's only written two books writing the elephant an american on purpose his name is craig ferguson he used to host the late late show right before james uh james corden right james corden right the late late show well, and, and James Corden doesn't host it currently, so I wonder who currently hosts it. You know, he, was, he was a fine gentleman from, from Scotland, right? Very eloquent, very charming, and just very hilarious. But his story is quite wonderful, right? He was born in Scotland, and school never really worked out for him. But he always had a way with words, and he identified at a very early age that he was very hilarious, right now he didn't get through secondary school he started working again that's scotland and then he tells this story about the very first time he went to the united states he was young he went with his dad to america and he knew that he wanted to live in the united states of america right now he gets older and he gets into stand-up comedy and stuff meets someone and they decide to move to the united states of america but now again he having been born in a very difficult time and having relatives kind of predisposed him to um, having relatives who are musicians and in, in, in various forms of art, arts kind of predisposed him to drugs and substance abuse. Now he's, see, he started with al al alcohol, right? And he plays music as well. He played drums for a band. And also, again, as I've mentioned before, um, alcoholism tends to be very prevalent am amongst musicians. Um, and so he, he used to drink. He just started drinking casually, drinking socially. And then before he realizes it, he's addicted, right? He can't survive without taking a sip or two, right? And then that really escalates into other stuff. And and then and the, 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 when he hit his rock bottom moment, right, at that point, he'd lost to marriages right to alcoholism right he didn't really have friends he'd bombed a few shows that had been entrusted to him right he did them so terribly and he blames it all he doesn't blame it all on alcoholism he's uh takes the responsibility for it right he takes the responsibility for his actions but then he also acknowledges that he wasn't really sane when he was committing that when when he was messing up like that he wasn't really sane. it's such a powerful story and i can't really do it justice um because again it's a very long story so i recommend that you listen to his book or you read his book american on purpose it's available everywhere by craig ferguson but then he talks about this one time right on a christmas morning right he's drunk he's stupid drunk um and he's in london at that time he's in london at that time and uh, the family is in scotland um and uh, he's by himself and he wakes up and he realizes that everything is not what he hoped it would be and he decides to take his own life right now that was his rock bottom moment and just before he does that, I think it had rained or something and he wasn't able to find a way to go home and he didn't really have money. He'd peed himself and then it's just just a lot going on, right? But then someone invites him in and offers him a drink and <laughs> he drinks, you know, it's also, so the way he describes it, alcoholism, it's, it's an illness where, you know, you don't know how much you got to drink just after taking just by taking your first you know the, the the very first sip so he doesn't drink at all because he says he can't drink normally and that's why he's an alcoholic anyway eventually he went to rehab and was able to um 
and build up himself. But again, the way he describes his rock bottom moment, in as much as it was, it had something to do with drugs, man, it's a powerful story. It's a really, really powerful story. And the way he tells the story of how he was able to recover from all of that and how he was able to get back his footing and was how he was able to kind of uh, reestablish himself, you know, kickstart his career, uh, move to the United States. Um, he hosted the, the, uh, the the journalist, uh, the, the correspondence dinner thing that that's usually at the White House, you know, like a, a few a few months after becoming the citizen of the United States. And it's such a beautiful story. And again, he's hilarious. <clears throat> but then his story <clears throat> is one that I think I, I, I reflect on it a lot, especially when I think about the whole thing, about rock bottom, right? And from his story, I'd love to mention a few things on how you can get yourself out of that. If you've gotten to a place in your relationships when you've decided that enough is enough, how do you get out of that? If you got into places in your social interactions when you've decided that enough is enough, what do you do? If you get to a place in your professional whatever, uh, professional endeavors, when you decide that enough is enough, how do you go about it? Well, the very first thing to be aware of is listen to how you speak to yourself and be kind to yourself. And we don't think about this a lot, you know, when people say things such as, oh my God, I'm so stupid, you should not speak to yourself like that. It's not a loving thing to say to yourself. And so that's not something that anyone should ever say to themselves because what you're communicating to your subconscious mind is that you think you are stupid, right? When you act up and then you're like, oh man, I'm usually so dumb, right? You're telling yourself that you believe that you're dumb, right? And your subconscious mind registers that into your psyche, right? And so that becomes how you think about yourself subconsciously, such that when things go wrong in your life, it's fine because after all, you're dumb. At least that's what you tell yourself. And that is not okay. And for me, I've had to change how I speak to myself. And it's also been a very important turning point uh, for me, especially when I've suffered my rock bottom moments. And I'll get into that a bit later. The second, the second point is be still. <laughs> and this one is hard. I usually say that I'm naturally a control freak, right? I like being the best. I like doing things very well. You know, I like kind of taking charge and all. And it's difficult to ease down on this. This one is hard especially for people who, again, most of the people who get to struggle with addictions and stuff tend to be control freaks. Um, and it's very crucial for change, this one, right? And most of us have a hard time just being still and doing absolutely nothing and quieting our mind down. <clears throat> and I think for most of us, because we are scared of what's in the room of our mind, if we let all the distractions fade away, that's why we struggle with stillness. We make excuses about why we can't be still. You know, we have stressful jobs. We are in stressful relationships. You know, we have kids that we need to keep alive. But a lot of people 
also are busy looking at what other people are doing, worrying about things that have nothing to do with us, trying to do something to get ahead, scrolling and commenting incessantly on social media, checking every few hours what kind of stuff Trump is tweeting about and wondering if the world is going to fall apart, right? What's happening in Israel? What's the beef with Hamas? Hamas, right? What's happening in the Middle East, right? And chaos is a state most of us subconsciously subconsciously get ourselves to because one of the benefits that chaos gives us is that we do not have to think. We don't have to go into those painful little corners of our minds as a lifelong habitual control freak. Being still has been very difficult for me, but then it also has been the most game-changing thing I've done. I cannot recommend this enough. And the third one is consume knowledge that benefits you. I am doing a reading plan for the year and I have about 100 books that I hope to get through. Um, at this juncture, I've already gotten through two books, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is a wonderful book. And uh, uh, we, we, which was other, it, it wasn't American on purpose. I read that before the year ended last year. And I think How to Win Friends and Influence People, both are wonderful books. And these books are wonderful. And I also got out of social media and, and for the first uh, portion of the year, for the first, I think, 100, 130 days of the year, I'm going to be out of social media completely. And that has been very refreshing for me, right? And again, I'll get into why I decided to take a break from social media in a few. But that's something that you could also do, right? Make sure that the stuff that you consuming is helpful for you the music that you're listening to is helpful for you the people that you spend time around is helpful for you the movies that you watch are helpful for you right uh, that's helpful again you know you have to be constantly aware of what you're feeding into your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is always a lot always taking stuff in right whatever you look at uh, whatever you read and of course pornography is not helpful right pornography it's a form of visual knowledge that is extremely entertaining and extremely arousing but the effects of it I've, I've had a lot of people equate the effects of pornography to um cocaine right it arouses i think it arouses um I, I think a study was held i can't really recall I'll, I'll have to look this up and feel free to look it up as well a study was conducted by 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 some 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 organization and the way porn stuff arouses your mind is very similar the the, the impact of porn on your mind is very equ equitable to the impact of say cocaine right anyway uh the fourth one is to help others right do something for other people I'm very, I'm always very keen on this. You should never live a life that constantly revolves around yourself. That makes you someone who's not cool to be around. That makes you suck, right? And so do something to help others, right? That could be buying someone coffee or paying, 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 paying for, you know, if you go through a drive through paying for the guy behind you, right? Or whatever, right? Uh, reaching out to your friend, to someone that you haven't, talk to in a minute or something that i like to do is that when i eat out i'm gonna get two meals and then i'm gonna drop one with the you know the nearest homeless person that i drive by you know and it makes that day and such it's so wonderful and again 
when you do stuff for other people, it should never be about, you know, wanting to feel good about yourself, right? And so you should also guard your heart to the point of knowing that, hey, I'm not doing this to feel good about myself. I'm doing this from a place of overflow. I'm doing this from a place of men. I want to be kind and it's wonderful to be kind and it is the way to live life. And the fifth one <laughs> that I've been slacking on a bit recently is practice gratitude. I have found this to be instantaneously helpful to getting myself into a good place. You know, there have been moments when I woke up feeling low and I have my gratitude book. Uh, let me see. I have my gratitude book and it looks like this, right? There's a quote up top, for example, today's quote was, nothing new can come into your life unless you're grateful for what you already have by Michael Bernard, right? And so you write into it every morning and every evening, right? It's called the five minute journal. What are you grateful for? What would make today great? A daily affirmation, highlights of the day, and what you learned today. Such a beautiful book. I love it, right? And so I found that it helps me instantaneously and usually when I write stuff that would make the day go well. And again, I have to be realistic in putting that in, right? I can't just say stumbling across, you know, $5,000 check. You know, that's not going to happen. But when I'm realistic and when I say stuff such as, man, it would be nice to enjoy lunch with a friend that usually happens and i usually realize that man my day is wonderful you know or when i say stuff such as man i want to have a productive day a productive session at the gym that usually happens right and the sixth one is learn to set boundaries and say no when you need to say no right and something else that i'm also learning with this is sometimes you need to shoot people straight and i struggle with this i am an empath i'm naturally an empath so i've had situations when i needed to tell people that hey man you are very wrong and in the music space which i'm involved in i there, there have been moments when i needed to tell someone that hey you 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 i'm even struggling to say it right now because it doesn't come naturally to me because i am an empath right so it's difficult to be like hey man the way you play is not nice right the way you sound is not mature right it sounds noisy it's very chaotic the way you play and so that's a struggle for me that i'm working on learning to shoot people straight but then also doing it with kindness and doing it with grace because our words should always be full of salt and grace the way we talk to people we should never be unkind just simply because we're in a bad place right um that doesn't really help in anyone and the seventh one which is very much in line with the previous episode let relationships go that no longer serve you right walk out of that door when you need to walk out of that door never overextend your visit and you will know, <laughs> you will know when you're no longer in a place where you need to be in, right? You will know uh, the way people treat you, the way you feel about people, the way you um, treat other people. It's, it, it's going to inform you really when you no longer need to be somewhere, right? But again, there's a lot. It's very necessary to be very, to be careful with this because you can't just kick people out of your life when they become inconvenient i've talked about this before a lot of relationships today are founded upon uh the very stupid foundation of convenience right we want to be around convenient people we want to spend time with people who are convenient for us uh people who are easier to talk to people who are easier to relate to 
people who speak as well as we do, right? People who enjoy the things that we enjoy. But everybody's gifted in um, different ways. And the synergical effect of that synergy, <laughs> why did I say synergical? Uh, the, 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 the synergy that comes from that when you bring different people who are so very different, who are so gifted differently, when you bring such people together, then collectively we are stronger, right? Because I may be strong in areas that you and I may be stronger in areas different from yours, right? And the reverse is also true. You're definitely stronger in areas different from mine. Now, when we come together, it becomes a thing of one plus one is equals to three. Now, also, I could say that I may be inconvenient in ways that are different from you, right? And I'm, you may not be equipped, at least initially, right? When we start interacting, you may not be equipped to handle my inconveniences. And that may make you want to kick me out of your life. And that may also make me want to kick you off, out of my life. But there has to be some room for grace, some room for growth. Give me some time, right? Give me some time to learn how to be convenient to you. Also give yourself some time to learn how to handle my inconveniences. That is what makes relationship thrive, right? Again, um, learn new words. I got this online. Some, 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 some therapist. Uh, they said you should learn new words. Uh, you should make it part of your healing process to read and learn words such as gaslighting, narcissism, and that others. You know that may result into that 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 may play a role in getting you to this rock bottom moment. Right? Learn how to define them. Learn how to identify them such that when you come across someone who abuses you in a way so covert, right, in a way that's not easy to catch, the whole love bombing thing and then they retract completely or just being so nice and then just retracting or, of course, gaslighting or um, making you doubt yourself and question your sanity, you're able to um, withdraw, right? And withdrawing is difficult. The ninth one is observing and seeing your patterns. An aha moment for me was when Dr. Nicole Lepera wrote about how as children, we have three primary needs to be seen, to be safe, and to be loved, and how we adopt behavior as kids in order for these three needs to be met. For me, going to school and being the best in class. And what else? Um, I played sports, but I really didn't enjoy that much. Um, I was a prefect. Um, was... I was ranked best for a while and music, music came later. Um, those are kind of what checked all the three boxes because now I've seen and, you know, being best. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had a ranking system and that was cool. Um, being kind of best helped me find my safety and, and I was loved as a result, you know. Uh, the 10th one is time does not change anything. Only work does, right? Um, I remember as a kid thinking that I made you smarter or made you wiser. And I can say absolutely certainly that without work and actively trying to change anything, all time does is embed patterns of behavior deeper into your DNA, right? That is why the more you do stuff, the stuff that does not help you, the more you continue driving on a path, the more you continue tolerating cycles that are not for you, eventually going to crash. It's going to be a painful crash. So you can't do that. 
any any anymore right and ultimately how you feel on the inside will be reflected by what's going on on the outside which is why it's very important and i i'm a person of faith and i believe that everything eventually works out for good right everything works out for good and you have to believe that regardless of whatever things may look like right now things are gonna be great right things are gonna be fine and remind yourself of that truth every day it's not gonna last forever right sometimes you wait too long for the light that comes at the end of the tunnel that we fail to realize that we're coursing through a tunnel that's full of darkness right and then that's something to reflect upon you're coursing through a dark tunnel and you're coursing through successfully no crashes whatsoever live in the moment right live in the moment continue to course through and when the light come at the at the end of the tunnel well and good if it's a season where you're supposed to find your way in this tunnel man give yourself a part in the back a part in the on your back for doing that well it's not something that most people are able to do and be kind on yourself and when you need help if you really need help if you need to seek help then go for it man I remember going through a very difficult experience um, and then this experience brought me to rock bottom moment but the nature of this experience was very delicate because it did not stem from any particular actions on my end right it was completely outside me and it crushed me so much uh, permit me not to go into the details of that because I'm not at liberty um, to do that. It involves other people and they haven't really, uh, they haven't really granted me the permission to speak on it yet. Um, and I do not want to slander them right, right, right at this very moment. I will speak about it once I have that permission, but um, it, it, it wrecked me significantly, got me to a place where I thought my life was going to end. Um, not simply because of what i was planning to do really it wasn't anything of that kind but i just thought that it was done man i thought it was done and uh, that is when i decided that i was going to reevaluate my habits it's gonna start working out i was gonna start consuming proper materials it's gonna start practicing gratitude it's gonna start to be wise with my time is going to get rid of social media for a while in, in, in instead of going to get a flip phone and we we are going to we were planning on working towards getting better and better we did get and it wasn't an easy process so yes um that was it for today i hope this episode has been enlightening entertaining and most importantly informative for you if you are at a difficult place um, maybe socially, maybe relationally, maybe you are given into some addictions that are just very crippling, man. I see you. I see you. I, I really do. And I wish you all the best. Um, let's talk about it. Um, you can reach me, of course. And if, um, if, 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 if you need help, then also reach me. I can put you in contact with wonderful people who should be able to assist but hey man healing is possible recovery is possible and these moments do not last forever so i pray that you find encouragement in that until next time beautiful people adios muchachos